Meanwhile, so what are these various embassies and places saying? If you heard the Philippine Consulate General uh, basically saying they're going to be buying defensive items for their citizens. And it is the same case with other embassies and consulates. You're going to be seeing that more and more and more and more and more. They're going to be defending themselves. The crime rate is up 58%. And it's unacceptable. This is, after all, a city of the world. We're home to the United Nations. This is New York. It shouldn't be happening here. It shouldn't be happening this way. The subway should at least be safe. The streets, that's another story. It could be difficult on the streets. But the subways, those are controlled entrances and areas. There are ways to do it. And the mayor is failing. At least that's what WABC's Sid Rosenberg said uh, when he was introducing a, uh, a rather famous New Yorker who did at one time have to face the same problem and solved it by solving the crime, by enforcing the law. And that's all it takes. They just have to enforce the law. Here's Sid Rosenberg on WABC uh, was morning a couple mornings ago and uh, just playing it back so you guys can hear it and uh, learn from it how New Yorkers themselves are feeling about it because some Filipinos have been saying hey why why, why is the consulate complaining about this crime situation in New York City because they're doing their job is WABC said Rosenberg Continue uh, their vigilance, especially when in the subways or when outside the residences. We monitor the reports of the NYPD that indicate that uh, a 68% increase in felonies in, in the subways and also a 37% increase in the crime rate compared to last year. Uh, we do have the slides there with that. The crime rate really went up nearly 37% in March compared to the same period last year. So uh, we have to take note of this. Lalo lalo na, no? Marami sa ating mga kababayan yung apektado nito. We always monitor the issue of anti-Asian agents. But if we don't incidents or hate crimes on Aguayare, uh, because of this criminal incidents, uh, the last few uh, incidents involving our Kababayan were actually uh, related to, to the search and criminality here in New York City. And Some of you, 
we requested funding from the Department of Foreign Affairs to allow us to procure uh, pepper spray and personal alarms that we would be distributing to the more vulnerable members of our community. But hopefully prepare uh, such uh, attacks or possible attacks on them. So we hope we get approval for that. Uh, I just made the follow-up with uh, the Office of Migrant Workers Affairs under Foreign Affairs Undersecretary Ariola. So we hope that uh, this request of ours would be approved. Okay, so Meanwhile, so what are the various embassies and places saying that you heard the Philippine Consulate General uh, basically saying they're going to be buying defensive items for their citizens? And it's the same case with other embassies and consulates. You're going to be seeing that more and more and more and more and more. They're going to be defending themselves. The crime rate is up 58%. That is unacceptable. This is, after all, a city of the world. We're home to the United Nations. This is New York. It shouldn't be happening here. It shouldn't be happening this way. The subway should at least be safe. The streets, that's another story. It could be difficult on the streets. But the subways, those are controlled entrances and areas. There are ways to do it. And the mayor is failing. At least that's what WABC's Sid Rosenberg said uh, when he was introducing a, a, a rather famous New Yorker who did at one time have to face the same problem and solved it by solving the crime, by enforcing the law. And that's all it takes. They just have to enforce the law. Here's Sid Rosenberg on WABC uh, with morning, a couple mornings ago. And uh, just playing it back so you guys can hear it and uh, learn from it how New Yorkers themselves are feeling about it. Because some Filipinos have been saying, hey, why, why, why is the consulate complaining about the crime situation in New York City? Because they're doing their job. Here's WABC, said Rosenberg. Nonsense. But um, he is being exposed now, day after day, as a double talker, which we've said from day one. A guy that tries to appease both sides. Uh, a guy that uh, shows himself to be a big-time cop. He wasn't. He did nothing during his career but pitch and complain. Ray Kelly will tell you that. Bernie Carrick will tell you that. And, and the more he talks, the more you start to find out that he is a Democrat through and through. And even when he shocks you, when he shocks you once in a while, you get the feeling, Bernie, he'd like to take it back. You get that feeling? Uh, absolutely. With, with each passing day, his credibility and his gravitas diminishes. With each passing day, and uh, today is no different because of the, the recent, you know, take pictures of the cops on their cell phone. Oh. Uh, take oh. pictures of cops? Oh. Point the cell phone at a cop, oh. which is the bane of police officers' existence today. These cell phones, when they're trying to do their job, this guy actually said that, urged the public to yeah. do it. Yeah. That is disgusting. That yeah. is terrible. That is as psychotic. Uh, there's, no coming, there's no coming back no. from that. That's as psychotic as the last administration telling you, if you see a guy on the subway without a mask, hence Sid Rosenberg, take his picture. That is not a democracy. And, and Eric Adams, A, just the, the general idea of taking pictures of people you think are doing something wrong is bad enough. But then to continue to demonize the cops and talk badly about the cops. I mean, I, if there are cops out there... 
the cell phones with their wives or their girlfriends. You know what? Don't bring it up. Just shut up. These guys and girls go through so much every day and have to go through so much rancor and dislike and all this nonsense. Even if it does happen once or twice a day, shut up. You're supposed to be defending yeah. the men and women in blue, not talking about spending time on the cell phone, you idiot. So forget about it. Do it internally. Right. Bring them into the office and say, do me a favor. If you need to make a yep. bet, you know, wait till after the you're, 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 off, you're off duty. So if you think Sid and Bernie go off on Eric Adams or Greg Kelly goes off on Eric Adams, you have to hear <laughs> this rant. I mean, this was as good as it gets. The best I've heard yet from Rudy Giuliani, who again... The state of the city, crime is up 45% since I've been in office. People have been leaving in droves since I'm in office. Hope has gotten worse since I'm in office. Hmm? The economy hasn't improved. The quality of life, my God, it smells in certain parts of the city. And homelessness has gotten worse. Hey, Adams, you're worse than de Blasio. You just talk nicer. And you want to attack me? You picked the wrong guy. By the way, uh, we said the same exact thing yesterday. In fact, I tweeted it, that Adams is worse than de Blasio. You may think he's got his heart is in the right place. He's not as lazy. And all those things may be true. But you're judged by your team's success. From the great... Rudy Giuliani. When you get to criticize me, how about you reduce crime, idiot? I reduced it by 65%. I save the lives of your people when your crooked black politicians didn't do a damn thing for Harlem. And I had to deal with them. And I had to deal with the phony press that protected them. The guys who made millions from inner city broadcasting, selling it out. And didn't do a damn thing for your people. Just like the people in Chicago don't do a damn thing for the people in Chicago. 50 years of democratic rule and white young men, I mean black young men being wiped out. So go join them, phony. You're no cop. You're a bullarst. You're no cop. Wow, idiot. You're no cop. You're a phony. I mean, Rudy, not pulling any punches here. And uh, Bernard, listening audience, here's a third and final cut once again, courtesy of the Rudy Giuliani Show. This was yesterday at 3 p.m. right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. He sounds nice. He talks nice. Go talk to the cops who work with him. He's no cop. I don't know. I don't know if Bratton and Kelly and I know Bernie will tell you the truth. I think Kelly will tell you the truth. I know what he tells me. I know what Howard Safer would tell you. He told me the other day. The guy was a bull-ass cop. Hey, Adams, who did you arrest? You ever get in a shootout? Did you ever save a partner's life? Hmm? How much complaining did you do? Phony complaints about the majority-minority police department, the best one in the United States for minority relationships, that you slandered. So forget about Sid Rosenberg or Bernie McGurk or Greg Kelly. There you got Rudy Giuliani talking about conversations he's had with guys who were his bosses, right? Howard Safer, Bernie Carrick. You mentioned Bernie. I mentioned Ray Kelly. Mentioned Bratton.
we have to go down to the reality of what is really powering and empowering and creating a lot of the crime that we're seeing, and that is addiction. People are going out and committing crimes so they can have money to pay for their addiction. And treatment is probably the best way to stop a lot of it. Not the only way. Prosecution also has to happen. Here's Governor Kathy Hochul talking about that. And you think about the loss of life from the pandemic. You can't ignore another side that came out during this pandemic, and that is the loss of life of people who succumb to addictions, to overdoses. And this has affected just about every family, including my own. It is painful because you feel like if they only could have had help or supportive housing or someone who held their hand and gave them medication-assisted treatment, someone who believed in them, that they might not have succumbed. So we're investing right here in West New York an additional $31 million to support treatment recovery because we've already lost too many lives. No more. No more. And we have to make our streets safer from Buffalo all the way to New York City to Long Island. We have to focus on public safety because something else happened during this pandemic and a lot of people gave up hope or they felt that there were no more constraints on behavior and we've seen an increase in crime all over the nation this is not western new york this is not new york state this is all over the nation but instead of taking comfort in the fact that one of the largest big states big cities you know one of the best crime rates how can there be a best crime rate it's not a good crime rate until it starts going down so let's start driving the crime rate down, not taking comfort that there's other places that are worse than us, because this is New York and we can do better. But we cannot compromise our values to protect individual rights. It's, a, it's the foundation of our Constitution, and we're not going to do that. So our criminal justice system must be fair, but we also have to let people know that we will not be tolerating crime against individuals, hate crimes, which were not covered under the bail reform before, they now are. We made sure that there weren't scores and upwards of hundreds of cases thrown out of court because of technicalities, allowing people to walk who should not be back on the streets. We're investing intensely in our gun interdiction efforts as well, getting the guns off the street. We banned ghost guns. Why they're even manufactured in the first place. This should be a national law to eliminate ghost guns Make them disappear like a ghost. Get rid of the guns. But the problem with Hokel's Hokey is a lot of what she says doesn't really just add up. They're targeting things like ghost guns, which are guns that are printed out of 3D printers, but they're not really guns printed out of 3D printers. A lot of times these are just guns printed out of China made to look like other items and counterfeited, sold in, smuggled into the country, and put into the market. And this is something that has to stop. And that's true, it does. But it's a minor fraction of the total amount of crimes in the city of New York, in western New York, and across the state. How a hokel can't see, and what many public officials can't see, is what it's like to be on the streets. I would love it if Governor Hochul would just take a day, drop your security, 
dress down. Maybe take one or two people with you and then just ride around. Go around the trains. Take a night. Do it at night. Do it with no security. Maybe just go with the guardian angels and see what it's like. Come on, Kathy. Let's see how tough you are. You're a buffalo gal. Let's see if you can ride the rails with the angels and see exactly putting yourselves in their hands. What is it like on the streets after dark? And how bad is the situation for the citizens of your state? Can you do that, Governor? Can you? This has been a Mike of New York special. I am the dude from New York, the blind guy with the best news and information and updates that we can try and put together when I do see them, which is kind of not that often. <laughs> you have a great day. We'll be back with more interviews and topics that you'll only find right here. For those in Queens, in New York, I am Mike of New York, Mike. Kay Cohen, and this is my podcast, which is produced, created, and edited and recorded in the city of New York in the United States of America. Have a great day, everybody.